Welcome back to Nid Hunters. Tonight, a rash of attacks lead the boys to investigate a local pup-pup course. Yeah, we're out here at the old pitching putt off of uh, Jackson and Fifth. We're just uh, responding to a call we got about a little girl got her arm bit reaching inside the animatronic hippo on uh, hole six. You know, people trying to blame it on uh, feral raccoons. <laughs> but we know what's really going on, so. What's that? What's that? You hear that? There's one of them slimy sons of bitches right now. What the hell are they eating? That look like... Oh, shit. It's the Johnson boy. Don't make any sudden movements. I'm gonna sneak up on them. Shit! Lot them up! Termagon? God damn it, Scooter. I told you I'd do the outros. Nid Hunters. These ETs better phone a morgue tonight at 9. too high sir <laughs> welcome everybody to oh 40k god <laughs> yeah um <laughs> listen if I, if I see that shit pop up on warhammer plus <laughs> they owe us fucking royalties <laughs> oh my god that holy was, uh, shit that turned out so much better than I was expecting it to. You, Dude, you ever, I am I am like astonished at how much our quality keeps gaining like <laughs> improvements as we go. Like, people are gonna have... be experiencing this slowly. We've been experiencing it like rapid fire, but I can't wait for all this stuff to like they keep like listening. As long as people keep listening, they're gonna be like, these guys are actually like doing really well for just the two of them. <laughs> well what's crazy is as of this recording Next week's episode that's coming out is the World Eaters episode. And that was the first episode where we did an intro skit. That's true. Yes, that was my... Uh, why won't, well, I can say it now. That was the Cornomatic Chocolatastic Energy Bar. No, it was uh, Karn. It was Karn. Oh, that's right. It was Karn with... Yeah. The, Karn the, with the Girl Scout. Because that matter. was... You know what? Because the next one's going to have the Cornomatic, so we're all <laughs> It, By the time they hear this episode, it. they'll be all over it. If not, check out episodes eight and nine. Yeah, there you go. It's just so like, you know what we're talking about. You ever get like a really stupid idea in your head, and then you actually take the time to build it out, and then it turns it. out I've to done be... it several times. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's like I got. I need to build this. I need to get this out of my head. It's like a little bee in your bonnet, and you just got to do it. Oh God. Oh man, that was you're you're just taking our our. I tried really hard with the Felicarious call ad that we did recently, and you just good. like you just knocked it out of the park with this one. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, he's got, he's got so much more layered in there. It's oh, I love it. I do this for a living, though. It's, it's I do this true. for video, so that's not I, fair. I do this uh, because I fucking wing it, and I don't know what I'm doing, and it turns out okay, so I'm happy. The fact that even even you are like attempting. Uh, sound effects and voice with, modulation and with layering. literally no experience guys i have no idea what i'm doing i'm just fucking playing like it's just like why, why not i'll try it 
And I've, I mean, I've been really happy with what we've come up with so far. Yeah, I, th- I think this is episode 10 or 11. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm i going to write this down right now. I'm going to go on the record. In episode 100, we'll do a comparison. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I hope people stick around long enough to get to 100. We do have four followers at this point of this recording. I hope to grow that number. I'm really happy for that. That, that is a... It's a feel-good moment to know we have four people following us. We've had a lot of hits. We've had a lot of downloads. But we got followers. And that's right here, buddy. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't see it, but I'm motioning into my heart. It's right here. So, so on today's episode, we're going to do a little bit of like our own multiverse of madness as we take what we would like to like if, if you were to bring in outside universes, outside universes of culture of nerddom like alien franchise the predator franchise we're gonna take a lot of that stuff we're gonna we're gonna slap some rules in there and we're gonna compare and contrast we have some different ones that we got up but before we get into all that fun drew i have a feeling i know what your uh, invulnerable save is gonna be (laughs) but i'm gonna ask anyways (laughs) what is your invulnerable save Today. Yeah, my my invulnerable save for this week is my Nid Hunters that I did. <laughs> so fucking fantastic. <laughs> that was that was what did I say? Uh, Seventeen layers and thirteen like individual sounds and, and audio tracks. Yes, I think that's that, that's when you texted me. It like you're like this is my you're like this is my magnum opus. <laughs> or no, you got it. You called it your Bohemian Rhapsody. I called it yes. your magnum opus. Well, as I was building it, I'm like, no, I I need wood creaking, and then I need. I need the sound of a clay pot shattering right here. And I need a grenade and a machine gun and, and layered glass shatters. Oh, man. <laughs> I, just, I just felt like Freddie Mercury when he's like explaining, when, when they're in the process of recording Bohemian Rhapsody, and he's like, I need you to be higher pitched here. And I need the, or, or uh, what's his name from the Beach Boys when he went crazy doing like, what was it, pet sounds? And he was bringing in like goats and tin cans to the studio. <laughs> 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 so... Yeah, that's that's mine. I'm I'm so jacked. I, I I never created anything that like using just audio. I've never spent that much time and got that. Cre- it sounded like, fantastic. It, thank I, you. It it really. I I like to think that somebody was like starting our episode. Like, all right, let's see what they got going on today, and they heard that. Like, wait, where's the podcast? <laughs> what well, am the, I listening to? That's the and at the same part. time, there's also that person that's gonna go. All right, why the fuck don't they? I want to see this show. <laughs> yeah, well, like what 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 cracks me up is we'll have some some of our our followers, like our diehard fans at this point. I, I guess I'll use the term. We'll have already at that point. They'll they'll catch on that they you know that we do a a fake intro now for multiple right. episodes. But yes, I'm super excited about those random people that just jump in and that's where they start. They're like, what the fuck did I click on? <laughs> Nid hunters. I thought it was forty k. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so, oh man, Shane, back to you. What is your invulnerable save for the week? So it happened just a few hours ago. Uh, proud dad moment, I guess. Uh, for anybody, anybody who knows me knows I have a really dark sense of humor. And we were just sitting eating dinner, and we're watching Futurama, and it's the episode where Fry and Leela get superpowers. And Leela says something to the effect of, I always wanted a job where I could use my violence to my advantage. And Caleb, my son, without skipping a beat, says, why don't you be a cop then? 
and I <laughs> fucking lost it. I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> dude!" Uh, and he's like, "What? Why is that so funny?" I'm like, "If you only knew how dark that is, <laughs> uh, that's premium dark roast right there, kiddo." I was so happy though. I was like, "That's a good fucking joke, man. That's a good joke." Oh, okay, I can just imagine him being like super like smiley and and because he's always oh, yeah. got a smile on his face too <laughs> dude he was he just kind of smiled and said why not go be a cop and my wife's like why would you say that and he goes i just see the tv and stuff <laughs> I, was like, I was like this is fucking too perfect it keeps getting better oh shit oh uh, so yeah that was my invulnerable save this week because that was <laughs> whoo i needed that I, I like to know that my dark humor is finally, he's getting to that age where it's starting to, he doesn't realize it yet, but it's there. <laughs> That's the best part about it. <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. So we've got some cheat sheets. We've got some stuff we've had written down. We've been building this probably past like week and a half since we kind of decided that we wanted to do an episode like this. Um, I don't know where you want to start. Uh, I, I had one in mind that, I was going to go super nerdy because uh, if there's Doctor Who fans out there, I'm going to start it up. And we got Daleks. You know, I, I think Daleks would be a primo enemy force in a 40k universe. Like they're they're all about death. They're they're grim dark in their own little weird way. And if you know Doctor Who, they exterminate. They they I'm not going to try to do it because it strains my voice. But they basically, they can't be, they they can't be destroyed. They're like super armored and they just, bang, you're dead. Bang, you're dead. So for my first one, I'm going to come out with is I had Daleks. I call it exterminate. It's a stratagem. And this one's a heavy stratagem. It's going to cost you three command points. But during that shooting phase, you use the stratagem, roll a D3, select that many units for the rest of that shooting phase. They both hit and wound on a two plus. It's unmodifiable. I think that fits with the lore it it's devastating and it's expensive so it's it's you know it's not the way they've reduced the amount of command points you get in games now with the uh latest crusade mission or uh, whatever it is the, the fucking specialized book or whatever i can't remember what it's called right now chapter approved that's it <laughs> <laughs> bam <laughs> back on topic <laughs> uh so i think that's uh that that definitely blends well with the setting and i think that's a good i think that's a good rule so i gotta i i, I am not a doctor who watcher i i respect doctor who i want to get into it it's just intimidating at this point it's kind of like it's, if it's somebody ha- yeah if somebody hasn't watched anything marvel at this point that's kind of how i feel it's like trying to get into it it's been uh, when did it first start airing doctor who i mean okay so originally back in like 50s 50s or 60s and then it stopped in the 80s and then it re-picked back up in the 2000s yeah it was you like, can like start in the two- eight or something you, like that you can start in the new rebooted era and you'll be fine you, it doesn't take long to pick up where you're going but yeah but yeah i i, I bring that up because as soon as you said was it you said dalek yeah dalek so i googled <laughs> so i googled dalek and it they, there's a series of aliases that it has for them and one of them is Great Space Dustbins. Does, does that mean anything to you? <laughs> uh, I think it's just a joke within the community. Um, 
I don't think that I don't think it's that I've never heard him referred to that in the show. That I big, think of. big useless pepper pot. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it. Yeah, no, those those are definitely uh, accurate. I'd give him that. <laughs> so these look like okay, if I had to describe one of these to somebody um who has never seen one, imagine like the first Roomba ever invented. Um <laughs> With, like, an R2-D2 body uh, welded to the top of it. And then it's got, like, a plunger for an arm. Oh, so that plunger, just so you know, that plunger can, like, attach to people and, like, absorb them. And then also, like, gain their memories. And, like, so very Space Marine-esque. I was going to say, so, right. it's a, so it can eat people's uh, hopes and dreams like a Space Marine. Yes, yeah. Like, and then that they got, like, a little laser gun on them, too, that, like, it shoots and it's instant death. Whatever it hits, it kills them outright. And it, okay. It, and when you see it on the TV show, they flash. You see their skeleton and then they just drop dead, and that's it. So it's so it, would, it would have a weapon that's just removed from play then. And, yeah, and then their whole thing is um, the Daleks are. They think they're the perfect race, and all other races have to be exterminated. So what better? What better setting than 40k? For so I got. I guess. I guess real quick, I, I have questions. We're on the Doctor Who podcast now. <laughs> do you do they are they are they machines or, or, or is, is they are a... they are a bastardized v- version of humanity essentially like they had been uh biologically engineered to be the perfect specimen they were they were devoid of emotions they are devoid of feeling like feeling anything they had one sole purpose and that was essentially to exterminate all the races because they were inferior to the Daleks but if you look back they are humanoid in their origins, but they've just become so bastardized oh, over God. time. They're like yeah. little squint. They look like Krang. From- yeah, they're like yeah, they're like Krang. <laughs> exactly, hundred percent. In fact, I almost posit that's where Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came up with the idea of the Krang. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Okay, I just didn't. I'm in. I'm, I'm just thinking. You're down the rabbit hole it. now. <laughs> yes. Okay, so they have to have a rule that's like gooey center. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because if you Whereas, crack them open, they are vulnerable as shit. <laughs> yes, and do something where, like, they take, like, D3 or D6 mortal wounds if, if on you them. penetrate their armor. Yeah, if you hit them with, like, a weapon that, that re- reduces their armor save to zero, then, like, they take an automatic, like, D3 mortal wounds or something like that. I like, uh, yeah, because dude, that'd be perfect. This this soft, squishy squid brain body doesn't look like it could handle much of anything. No, yeah, no. <laughs> you could you could strangle one of these guys with like a cotton ow, ball. Poke in the eye. Oh. Alright, back back to 40k. See, that's the multiverse. We're just we're just traversing it all. Yeah, it's like uh oh god, I'm looking at a gif of one right now moving and I hate it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's like Super Smash Brothers, but 40k edition. You're right. There you go. So everybody fights everybody. Do you have any other uh, Dalek related? Uh, I have none. I know ever Dalek ones. I just kind of left it at that. I thought because outside of that, uh, they're pretty standard. You know, alien bad guys. They shoot. They kill. They exterminate. That it's nothing special about them. But I like the idea of them having stratagems that are unique to them. That gives them a little bit more of a a flair, a feel to them. Yeah. How about this? So if you have a Dalek in your army, your opponent gets... A doctor? 
basically yes it would almost act yeah. as, as like a nemesis like in yep. um gray knight's crusade rules and the doctor would have a special rule where if if they're killed then they come back as a random model oh that'd be perfect yeah because the regeneration cycle yep yeah that's that's, that's and, the yeah, and the one... dalek can never the dalek can never target the doctor because for whatever reason in the show the dalek i mean they they establish a very long line of why the daleks are afraid of the doctor but for whatever reason, they never just shoot the guy. <laughs> they have ample opportunity multiple times in multiple episodes, and he constantly just bullshits his way through it. And the Daleks, because they're fucking dumb and have no feelings and have no lo- like no real logic to them other than kill, they always buy into whatever bullshit he's peddling and don't just shoot him. So they- wait, so <laughs> so they they don't have the emotion, but they're not like super smart and calculating either. It doesn't. Not when it comes to him. Everything okay. else, they're super. They're super calculating and devious, and but then it comes to him, and they just like completely everything about them goes out the window, and they're just like, ah, it's the you're the one known as the doctor, and then they freak the <laughs> fuck out, and they don't know what to do. He has literally stood on mothership surrounded by millions of Daleks, and they don't just all go zap. <laughs> they all go, what does he want? And they like want to reason with him, and it's like, why just. He's one guy. Just shoot. Like I have a feeling there's one Dalek just going, guys. We, we could just shoot him. Problem solved. <laughs> you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> Maybe they. I don't know. They probably just think he's cool and they want to. Impress Again, him. there's multiple reasons that come up in the show. I'm simplifying it, but <laughs> I, I like know, this. <laughs> I I know that there's some Doctor Who fan right now listening, going, "Fucker, they tell you exactly why." <laughs> I just, I just like the idea of them like having a little bit of like a schoolyard crush on the doctor. <laughs> That's my fan fiction. There you go. <laughs> they secretly love him because he's the perfect specimen of uh, eradicating races. Yeah. Uh, so I, I did. We'll, we'll just keep going with aliens. Um, I did the predator. I thought that that would be an obvious choice. I'm sure everybody. Other other people have thought about this. Uh, I'm sure you could look up 40k Predator kit bash, oh, and you'll see sure. a billion of them. But obviously, we'll just get this right out of the way. Preferred enemy, Catachan. You got to do it. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. That's. I mean, Catachan look like the guys fucking the Predator hunts in the first movie. Yep. Uh, you got to give the the stealth field. I mean, obviously, very chameleonic, like the uh, Death Leaper. The, yeah, uh, I was going to say, the... Death Leaper would probably have a lot of borrowed rules in, in, or, or modified rules in the Predator's uh, catalog. Um, I would give it uh, a rule for, uh, like, a if, if you are on a battlefield, like, it prefers warmer climate. Uh, except for, okay, Alien versus Predator, the movie. I don't count that as ever yeah, actually Yeah, we don't, we don't talk about that one. Because that took Never place did. in, what was it, Antarctica? Or something like uh, that. Yeah, I think it, it was like at a South Antarctic base or some shit. I yeah, don't know. and it's like you have Predator 1 takes place in, in the really hot, humid jungle. Predator 2 takes place in Los Angeles during like a record heat wave. The Predator, besides his armor, he's pretty much naked. He's wearing like a <laughs> mesh body like like suit. <laughs> he's He likes it warm. Uh, so if you are playing in a, a, I would say give him some kind of like negative to his, um, his move or something like that. Like give him some negatives. If you are playing in a, uh, like a cold environment, I would go very thematic with it. Uh, and then those are kind of like my get him out of the way. Uh, 
his medic his med kit i feel like it it heals um he'd have a rule where he could heal himself but do it in a way where you roll a d6 like you can try to use your med kit any turn you want but on a on a one you actually cause yourself a mortal wound because every predator movie there's always a scene where it's injured and then it tries to heal itself and the medicine that they have for them having mastered like interstellar flight boy oh boy are they a couple of like light years behind everybody on fucking medical health <laughs> it's just like i'm gonna take this needle and i'm gonna jam it in the open wound without kind of putting any local antiseptic on it. <laughs> which i get it that could be part of like the trophy hunt Th- that predator could yeah, just you gotta, be a, gotta pay he, that pain to, to, yeah. to get your trophy he could just be like a rich asshole predator alien and we don't know maybe earth is part of like a like a interdimensional or or, or galactic like nature preserve and they're like oh no the humans are primitive we must protect them and then this super rich predator pays you know he's like a hedge fund child he pays a billion dollars and i'm gonna go bag me some humans (laughs) so like (laughs) part of it is he wants to you know get in the mindset of like being the primal hunter or something like that because man the second predator he like breaks porcelain tile off of a wall and then melts it with some kind of goo and then just spreads that over his wound. And I'm like, is that really the best thing you have for it? Is, <laughs> is it porcelain? How did you know? Right. Did, could like, you... How, how did that, like, or did he just, like, would it not have mattered what it was? He was going to melt, like, he could have just used another person. Like, I killed this guy. I'm going to melt him down and just paste him over me. That would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever was just readily available was going to get melted <laughs> and pasted onto his skin. Maybe. Maybe I feel are... like he also needs to have, like, an ever Eversur assassin like rule where he dies and then kablooey oh yeah absolutely yes uh it would be it would be similar to when a uh like a knight explodes and they okay do like yeah, that, yeah. That when like the reactor goes nuclear yep yes yeah that the, the self-destruct um one of the rules i have in here is get to the chopper you gotta do it and <laughs> it the, in there. yes the way that that would work is the enemy gets to select one of their hqs and then you get to place uh, an HQ or a, a marker in on your half of like the de- deployment zone, and yep. then what happens is they get like D three uh, victory points if they're able to get their HQ to that. It'd basically be like an extraction point if they're okay, able yeah. to yep. if they're able to end the game with their HQ within six inches of the extraction point then they get, like, D3 victory points. I think that'd be oh, really, nice. really thematic. Yes, that I'd like that a lot. I like that one a lot. Uh, I, I I like the idea of, like, I like anything that has those added, like, bonus, like, that bonus-style objective just for being, that just for having that character in play. Like, it adds this extra, yeah. this is just a bonus objective that you can get, and it's worth this many victory well, that's points. Like in, in the new Chaos book, that's, that's how they handle um, Iron Warriors. They have a special objective that they get just for for playing your army as Iron Warriors. You get to set up, I think it's three objective markers on the battle and or on the battlefield. And if you end like if you have a unit that ends its turn on one of those objectives, you can have them take an action of it's called like total destruction or something like that. And basically what it is is, is those are key weaknesses that you're trying to exploit in your enemy's defenses and 
so like while the battle is going on, like as an Iron Warriors player, you're also trying to demolish, like set explosives and demolish these different markers. And you know, for your enemy, they normally like I don't fucking care, but it might change the way that they have to handle it because they're like, fuck, like I'm just gonna be if I don't touch those and I don't do anything, all I'm gonna be doing is just feeding you points, and I cannot have that happen. So yeah, right. something like that because like in the movie Predator, the first one. They're there to fight that other, like that. Yeah, they're there for a totally different reason. Yeah, (laughs) and then the predator just comes in and just starts fucking wrecking the house on all of them. And I, (laughs) I ain't got time to bleed. (laughs) I like the guys. Like, all right, (laughs) yeah, you're crazy. (laughs) Fucking Bill Dukes. I'll never not see Bill Dukes without that fucking razor blade just shaving in the jungle. (laughs) Oh, dude, it's so unnerving. Oh yeah, hell yeah. As a, as like the, the, the. Fucking pure 80s right there, man. That's what made that movie so great. That is just like fucking 80s personified was the Predator movie. This is all that fucking goddamn machismo. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking crazy. Oh, Oh, shit. shit. Okay, so, all right. Goddamn sexual tyrannosaur like me. (laughs) I was actually just watching like a little clip the other day about like fucking Arnold fucking with uh, Jesse Ventura and making him think that uh, he had Jesse Ventura had bigger arms than Arnold. And then he challenged Arnold to like a flex, like some sort of flex off to see who had the bigger arms. Of course, Arnold had bigger arms. Arnold's like set all this shit up to make him think that he was bigger and he wasn't. That's hilarious. Dude, that's a lot of like, that's too much testosterone, man. I could just see those two like actually like fucking murdering each other just because they were like, all fucking roided out. (laughs) Did you know that, uh, so that was, I think, written and partially directed, or it was just written by um, Shane Black, was yes. his name. He was yep. the, the, one of the soldiers. He's the guy with yeah, glasses. Yeah, he's the, he's, he's the fucking nerdy uh-huh. fucking radio operator. Yeah. yeah. I told my wife I wanted a little pussy. She told me her too. Hers is as big as a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I can't remember, and I won't say it, but I, I think there's some things that have come out about him about maybe uh, sexual harassment claims. I, I'm not 100% sure, but... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I know that's sad. I, I, know I have that, to double-check on that, but... I know that the, the director of, of that movie is in jail for um, perjur- maybe, perjury. Maybe it was that who I was thinking of. I, yeah. I can't remember. There he, were there was some definitely uh, un- unpleasantries <laughs> <laughs> attached to the people involved with that movie. But the movie's fun, though. <laughs> the movie's fun. <laughs> good time. Good rob. So, so, okay. So, sticking. We'll go. All right. I, I'm going to I'm gonna see your predator. I'm going to match with a xenomorph. So, mm-hmm. let's say you're. And this would be like. I think the xenomorphs would be like a cool style army. Now, everybody's going to be like, well, it's just Tyranid. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> so, uh, I had an idea for, uh, for the xenomorph army to have like a secret objective. And I call it the face hugger egg uh, booby trap. And what it is, is you pick an objective in secret. Like, you, you know how you number your objectives. So let's say I'm going to pick objective three. When your enemy takes control of that objective, they immediately suffer D6 mortal wounds. Any models lost in this way, you don't remove them from play. They just simply lay down. But guess what? They got a fucking face hugger on them now. Next turn on a four plus, guess what they become? They become a xenomorph. And they are immediately engaged in combat with that unit. I love the idea of like that happening. 
like you don't know you just you think you know which objective i'd pick but you don't know for sure but you got to go for the objectives can't you can't just let them stay open and i can just imagine like an imperial guard unit like hitting that and dropping like five dudes right out the gate like to that (laughs) just bop dead (laughs) oh no there's so many oh my god so many so many bodies what are these things on their faces i like the idea of like xenomorphs like in the game like being very melee oriented but having like short range attacks like acid spit you know maybe a six inch shooting attack that they could do um i like the idea of them being able to advance and charge like being very fast like a very fast army because obviously again that's what they are um stealthier maybe they don't maybe they move around like again oh like i'm thinking like dude do zone mortalis style games with the xenomorphs having them fucking move around and vents and shit well yeah that's i was gonna say have like have like a rule called like life or something like that um which is that was a rule in um the old doom board game from like 2006 uh where you could your character could your marine could move through vents if you had the life special rule and I could see that doing just exactly that, or even making it so that they can scale buildings faster. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be a good one too. Maybe, maybe make... that, dude, Xenomorphs would be an awesome like kill team. It would be uh, very or a, or a Necromunda gang. Like yeah. that'd be a really fucking cool, uh, small art. Like they'd be perfect for like small army, small scenario skirmish style games. That'd be, and again, you could still do the face hugger egg like secret objective and said you could just modify it a little bit to where it's just like you roll off and on a four up, the dude gets a face hugger on his face. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you I... have like, and, and in Necromunda, there's a lot of rules where you like have to lay, like if you take, if you get hit or you get shot at in Necromunda, if I shoot at your character, even if I, if I hit the shot, but I miss a wound, your guy still has to lay down because he's like hitting the deck. He's like, Oh shit. I'm being shot at. So there's rules for like laying down and then getting back up. So I like the idea of like a dude getting a face hugger and like laying down. And then again, he could you roll off and he rolls high. He becomes, you know, he gets impregnated and yeah, I had a a chest burster rule that I I nicknamed it tummy trouble. But yeah, like but you, you could do neat stuff with xenomorphs in in melee combat, where for every wound that you cause on them, you you like that gives them like their acid blood. So every time you take a you you cause a wound on them, maybe you have to take like an armor save. And if you fail, yeah. then you take like a I, maybe it's not a mortal wound, but you take some kind of acid attack, um, just to represent like. <clears throat> You don't really want to get into the meat grinder with these things because even if you cut one with a with a chainsaw, you're cutting one with a chainsaw. That that blood is spraying everywhere. <laughs> right, it's it's going to get a bit messy. Um, and then they have like that that little tiny mouth that can puncture through pretty much anything. At least with the yeah. with the the colonial marines in those <laughs> movies, it just punctures right through their fucking helmets. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the colonial marines are just about as fucking armored as well the astro militarum <laughs> welcome to the marines where you get armor that gives you minimum protection 
I didn't even think about that. I just thought about this now, man. Fuck, how do we miss Starship Troopers? Do you have anything for Starship Troopers? That'd be a fucking great universe to bring into this. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, there's so much there. I, that is basically 40K. Like, uh, Yeah, that's... Sat- satire all included. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Love the fact that people don't realize that that movie's satire. Like, that's, that's yes. one of my favorite aspects about it. Johnny Rico and the humans are the bad guys in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, did you know that? <laughs> are we the baddies? <laughs> Congratulations, Johnny. You've become a horrible brainwashed servant of a <laughs> conformist <Right>. military state. <laughs> Congratulations, you're a champion of fascism. <laughs> I remember I used to have an I, I, um, I had a Starship Troopers action figure of Johnny Rico. I got it from KB Toys. <laughs> <laughs> I also had. I, didn't, I it also, doesn't age well, does it? To, to stick with like Paul Verhoeven, I also had RoboCop toys as a kid, and I look back now and I'm like, man, they did not know how to handle those <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, no, dude, that was not. Those are not movies that need to be uh, placated to children for toys. <laughs> I loved it. The RoboCop, though, he had this like little. You could put little, um, like like the cap, like the pop cap guns. You could put the little little pops. Um, his gun. You had a little crank on his back, and what it would do is it would cause sparks to come out of his little gun. I loved it. He used, he used to he used to arrest um, and get into shootouts with Splinter, or not Splinter, uh, Shredder. Oh. What uh, what do you got? I I did my I did my xenomorph. What what do you got? What's another one you've got here? Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously he can fly. Uh, weakness though is if he's if he's hit, he's very lightweight. So I kind of went with him. Uh, I feel like at this point most people know him. I guess he's been in a lot of games, but like from the Smash Brothers thing, I like the idea of having a character who. You could. You're basically trying to just knock them off the board. I I like that as a concept. So I kind of <laughs> I played with that. So Kirby can fly. So he can move over all difficult terrain. Everything. He's just treated like a jetpack unit or a flying. Well, he'd be treated like a flying unit, I guess. Um, but his inhale move would be handled with a flame template. Oh, so, nice. okay. Yes. So you would place the flame template in every enemy model that's caught in the flame template. You basically have to take a toughness test to resist the like the the air intake that is Kirby's massive maw. Although I will say this, it is times like this that I miss uh initiative, like having initiative checks cuz that would be that if they still had initiative. I mean, I know that's old school, but that I mean, would, so is a flame template. Right, yeah. It, like, yeah. But I mean, if they had to take an initiative check, because I think like your reaction would be what would save you, not just like your grit. But toughness is what we got, so that's what we go with. <laughs> yep. So you have to take a toughness test. If it's if you if you fail the toughness test, you're removed from play. Kirby is a he is a monster. <laughs> However, uh, and and then what would happen is basically Kirby could then do one of two things, based on the amount of models he has he has swallowed, that becomes the strength of of his attack he could then do a a ranged attack where he could hurl them out of his mouth (laughs) jesus so he would just roll two dice and that's the distance of the attack and then in terms of of the strength of it i would just say like the amount of models or maybe you do the amount of models plus d3 yeah because i figure with a flame template i mean at most most maybe five I mean, Five, unless they're yeah. really badly, like, unless somebody really but, badly stacked yeah. their guys up. 
But I mean, I don't see Kirby. But if like, I knew that fucker was on the board, I'm not going to stack my guys up like in any way, shape, or form that could like potentially no. give you more than three or four. No, you absolutely are not, because Kirby is an apex predator that will come for you. <laughs> uh, so he has two options. He can either spit the enemies out and, and do like a single attack. And if you know Kirby in from the games, whenever he inhales enemies and spits them out, they just become a giant star. And then they they once they hit something, it explodes. <laughs> So your, your models are dead at that point. They're gone. They have been converted into pure, raw star energy from Kirby. <laughs> or Kirby can swallow the, yeah, can. the models that he inhales. And then you get to basically pick one of those models, and Kirby gets to copy all special rules and abilities and attacks <laughs> from, from that enemy. So if he grabs a character... Yes. Oh. Hey, Kirby just inhaled just a Carathon. I wonder what I'm going to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here's the kicker, though. Kirby, I, I was thinking, and... Does Kirby do it, also do wake up for every time different and changed and mentally defective? <laughs> <laughs> it would be neat, since Kirby is so, like, lightweight and small, do it to where maybe he doesn't have any, uh, like, a wounds value at all. Instead, for every wound that you cause on him... Or maybe not even wound. Every time you hit him with a weapon, you you knock him back one one inch. So if you have a group of Marines that unload into Kirby and they hit him fifteen times with rapid fire, he moves fifteen inches directly backwards from the unit that attacked him. No mercy! So you're just trying to shove that little bastard off the board. <laughs> the towel rail cannon that can cause what is it like 10, 10 wounds in a single hit or something like that, plus mortal wounds. Like, it would make sense if Kirby's flying, and then they target his little ass, and they hit him with 15 wounds. That motherfucker just got rocketed 15 inches backwards, <laughs> <laughs> directly away from the tank. <laughs> and I love this. And then also, just do it to where if he takes maybe more than, like, six wounds or, or, or eight wounds in a single sitting, just like in the game, it causes him to um, drop anything that he's... Anybody that he's... Um, any ability that he's currently using, or if he has, like, enemies in his mouth, he drops all that. So that would be another way where you could disarm this little pink bastard, <laughs> is pop him with something, and even if you're not knocking him off the board, you you could knock that uh, that power up off of him. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I do. Can, okay, so let me ask you this. Can he absorb, and then move along, absorb more, or does he have to expel what he's absorbed? How would you do that, I, like? Can he, I like, just continuously stack? Does he have a limit to how much he can stack? So I was thinking about that, because in the game, he can only ever have one ability at, at, at a single time, except for Kirby 64, which allowed you to, you could get up to two different abilities, you could combine them. Mm -hmm. So to, if you're if you're really being a stickler to Kirby lore, both of those things, which we stacking, are, <laughs> the stacking of abilities or the having to expel to gain a new ability, Canonically, both of those are, are technically accurate. So I thought if, if you were to you do it one of two ways, either he can he can he copies absolutely all of the stats on that model ability wise. That's that's one option. He minus like the movement rules, um, and like the wounds rule, Kirby would become just a care thon. Or you do it to where if if you get you get one ability. Or you get like one a, one character trait or something like that, and that's all Kirby gets, and that stacks. 
that would be the other way I would do it. Because that would be kind of neat where in the beginning, it'd be like, yeah, fuck it. I don't even care. He, he, he inhaled one of my lieutenants in a squad. Um, but like towards the end, that little bastard just might keep stacking shit. And by the end, you've let him get too strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he just blanks your Imperial Knight, just like, pew. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was like, I got really excited thinking about this because I'm like, holy shit. Like, you'd be an unstoppable monster. Dude, he would be fucking terrifying. The first time that he inhales an entire guard squad, and you're just oh. like, fuck. And then he spits that squad out and then, like, does, like, five mortal wounds or something to a sentinel by hurling a giant glob of men at it. <laughs> it's just, it's a horror show. It's like a chaos spawn, but it's just, like, arms and legs and heads of, like, Imperial Guardsmen blobbed together. <laughs> oh, kill us. Kill me. <laughs> You He's s- coming back. You sinned against nature. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. So I, I, I went in another direction. Uh, I went with, uh, I, had, I had two horror icons. I did Jason Voorhees. And I like the idea of Jason Voorhees. You can even, let's be honest. I could literally do this rule for either Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers. It's the same fucking thing. Same person, essentially, but I gave him a solemn purpose. Jason's whole thing, or Michael Myers, like I said, this can be interchangeable, but you select an enemy character at the start of the game. For the entirety of the game, that is the only character they can pursue. That is the only character they can attack. That's the only character that they can go for. If Jason slash Michael is killed, then you don't, you remove him from the table like you normally would. But he's not gone. On a three plus, he comes back to the table via deep strike rules. So he could just like, just like in the movies where it's like, ah, he was 40 miles away. Oh shit, he's right behind us. Like, how would he do that? Does it make sense? You don't care. So he will always continue to do this no matter what. Even if he fails the roll every turn until the game is over. The only way he gets removed from play is if he kills his target. That's it. I like it because it's like, it's direct, and it, he cannot do. He cannot attack it. You could put units in to jam him up, to kill him, to get him out of the way for a little bit. But well, I feel just, like he's got to be able to attack other units, though. Well, because... he can he can attack them if they engage him, but he he can't like he can't like oh. deviate off and go. Oh, I'm going to attack this unit real quick. He's going well, straight line for the bad, the, like the character, well, yeah, like his. But, but if I say, I feel like if anybody's getting in his way, like he, he will like, I feel like he's got to like assault that unit that's in his way. Cause Jason and Michael Myers both like, yeah, they, they take a meandering path to get to their target. True. I mean, true. That body count that the, the racks up. But I like, I just like the idea of him like trying, like, I guess you could say like, he has to make a straight, as straight a line as possible towards the enemy character. And if other people are in his way, then he has to engage that. But if you have, like, a parting of the Red Sea and that enemy character is wide open, Jason, Michael, whatever, whichever one you want to do it is, doesn't matter to me, is beelining it straight down that open pipeline. But if a unit cuts him off, well, he's beelining to that unit, too. And now I'm closer to the guy. 
So, like, I like the idea of you also, like, constantly having to move your character around, like, because you don't know where he's going to pop up next. And you're like, fuck, I got to be encircled by my men because <laughs> I don't need this fucker getting me. <laughs> so I, I, I did a go on. I like, as I, I was going to say, I like that idea of, like, using, like, those those horror tropes that you just, you see all the fucking time in the movies where it's like, how did he fucking do that? Like, how did he get there? Like, we just saw him five minutes ago and he was 300 feet away from that kid. And now he's literally like on top of that kid, kind of like in the, uh, what's that fucking game? Friday, the Friday the 13th game where like <laughs> he literally, like where he literally has an ability where he can teleport to you, yeah. like based on the, your movement and shit. I like, I think that's a good rule. I think that's a, yeah. a solid rule for him. Okay. I, I, I also had a fun, uh, Jason role and it's a little, it would operate. We, we'd we'll have to figure out how these would both work together. Because, are you familiar with Friday the 13th, Part 8? Fucking, which one's that? I mean, I've Jason, seen... J- Jason Takes Manhattan. Okay, yep, 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 yep. So, I was going to say, you designate... Your enemy would designate a section of board, maybe a, another marker, and that would represent Manhattan, and Jason's trying to take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> while this is all happening, you need to defend... You need to keep Jason away from Manhattan. <laughs> okay, so no, what we'll do is we'll keep keep your Jason. We'll just make mine purposely for Michael Myers. There we go. Oh, there you go. Okay, Pro- problem solved. <laughs> I want. Uh, there's got to be a rule, and I, I hate to, I hate to even like mention this, but it's technically canon in the Jason, the Friday the Thirteenth movie timeline, but the Slug Monster. And are you are you familiar with the Jason Voorhees Slug Monster? I. Dude, it's been a while since I've watched any of them, but I'm sure once you start talking about it, I'll be like, oh yeah, that dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. So Jason 9, which was Jason Goes to Hell, like the first okay, seven yep. minutes of that. Yeah. the fir- you, you get it now? You yep, I'm about, I'm, yeah, I'm with you. First fucking seven minutes of that film, Jason just gets blown the fuck by like a bunch of FBI agents. They just blow his ass up and then go to find out there's a slug monster that lives inside Jason the whole time. And then he just spits that slug monster out and it goes into somebody else. And then that converts them into a new Jason. Why? Uh, I don't fucking know, but that's gotta be a rule. If you take Jason out, he just becomes somebody else. You replace him with the slug monster and yeah. And then you control the slug monster and then that can go and control another model. Kind of like, I see it as like a modified, uh, movable brain brainly frond. <laughs> Where instead of it being a plant that's wrapping around your your spinal cord and, and making you try to extract chlorophyll from your teammates, it's just you you get it there, and then it's like, oh hey, look, this Terminator is now mine. As like, he slowly becomes a new Jason. The sorry, still thinking about the fucking brainly chlorophyll. <laughs> Also, Jason has to be very weak to um, psychers because in Jason, I think it's five or six, I forget which one, he battles um, a chick who's got psychic powers and uh, she kicks his ass. He basically fights Carrie in like five or six. I watch a lot of Friday the 13th films and uh, (laughs) weird shit happens as you go on later on. But he's got to be weak to psychers. At least, like, she was, like, telekinetic. So, I don't know. If there's a telekinesis power in, in the 40K universe, 
Jason can't handle it because he gets his ass just beat up. Also, the ghost of her abusive father appears and I think beats Jason up too. So, um, <laughs> why not? Because why not? So, I don't know if we can. <laughs> After the third one, it was just whatever. <laughs> We're phoning this shit in. Jason will do anything for moms, but boy, oh boy, he doesn't do well against dads. <laughs> He's one of those nervous kids that goes to pick up the girl at the prom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, uh, sir, I, I was, my, my intentions were just to, uh, I, I promise take... to have her home by 11. I will not make sure, I will make sure to make sure to pull her chair out. Please, please, I don't want you to be, ma- stop staring at me. I feel awkward. <laughs> I was thinking like, I just, I just wanted to take her back to my camp and put her in a sleeping bag and then slap her against a tree a couple of times and then. I was just going to go take her to meet the severed head of my dead mother. Mother. <laughs> also, I was thinking something like, if if you try to perform an action within the vicinity of Jason, I was going to call it, like, um, the po- powers out or something like that. If you're trying to perform an action within, like, a six-inch or, or eight-inch range of Jason... That that action doesn't happen, or or something like that, or you do a roll off, and and if Jason beats you, you take a wound as Jason has ambushed you when you're trying to do your action. I uh, I love it. I think it's I think that's uh that all works. I had um Freddy Krueger, and what would Freddy Krueger be? Dude's got to be a psyker, right? He fucked. Yeah, me. he would have to have something where uh, he can cast like sleep on your so. On a model or something like that? I got you covered, buddy. I call this In Your Dreams, where it's a malediction, 18-inch range. He selects one enemy character in range. On a 3-plus, the the unit enters a dream state and cannot move, shoot, charge, or fall back. He's stuck. Roll seven dice individually each. If Freddy wins four of the seven roll-offs, the model is slain outright. No saves are of any kind allowed. He basically Johnny Depp's him. He fucking blenders him up and that's game over. (laughs) Yeah. That's like your that's your epic dream showdown right yeah, there. Exactly. Like and that's why I did the roll off cuz it's like you're you're vying for control. You're ducking behind here. You're doing this. and if he if he wins the roll offs, <laughs> blender. But if you win, if if the enemy wins that roll off, he stays in that state until the next turn, but then he kind of like pops out of it. He's fine, you know. But, you know, if if he keeps casting it on him, I didn't come up with a I probably should have come up with a value on it. We'll just say, nah, eight. <laughs> Actually, it kills outright, so we'll get we'll give it a nine. I think that's a good one. Good Karn. Your sleep tricks work not on me, sweater man. <laughs> Charges him. <laughs> what is that? A five finger glove? I will fuck you up. <laughs> Here's a child for you. <laughs> Meet your child. <laughs> <laughs> Even the artwork for that would be great because uh, Freddy's all like red and brown when gr- like with that green stripe, red and green stripe. Like even like artwork wise, I could just see it being very red and ugly. Oh yeah, dude, that, I'd I'd read that. I'd read that novel, <laughs> dude. I that fan fiction, Karn versus Freddy Krueger. <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh shit! Oh, I may man. have a new intro skit. <laughs> Yeah, that that would be that would be cool with Freddy. Um, I mean, he could have access to other psychic powers, but that one's uniquely his. I think like that would be like, well, yeah, that that's like that would be his bread and butter. You know, yeah. do something where you could either do it like I like that way of him having a physical presence, and then that's what he's trying to do. And you could explain it where 
through the power of the warp, it's caused him to materialize a fictional body or a, a physical body, because that's kind of what demons are in 40k. They're ethereal beings given physical form through cosmic weird energy. So, I mean, that would be how you that could be how you could explain him having a physical body. Yeah. The only other other way of doing it would be you do something where you have maybe a dream board that's separate off of the main table. Okay, yeah. And do something where, you know, as you're playing, maybe models can accidentally fall into the dream state. Fall back! Fall back! It's like a squad-based leadership test. You know, you're, you're, you're both getting models pulled in, and then maybe Freddy is just kind of like going after all of them. And it, and it becomes this smaller firefight thing where... Uh, you know, you're trying to evade Freddy in the dream realm and you can try to wake up your troops. That's like an action that you can do. That would be another cool way of doing it too. I, I, I like, I, I like that idea. I like the idea of like, like that, that separate board and everything. Like, yeah. Do it like both ways. Like maybe, maybe he, like when he's on the physical board, he has like that, like you're saying like that malediction and you know, he, he's, he's doing that shit. But then he can also maybe it's a different thing he could he could he could do, maybe that's what it is, and he can like pull you into his little like dream pocket dimension too. I like it. I oh. love it. These are these are the this is the high quality shit you can expect from this podcast. Man. Okay, we need to do a we need to do a battle where I have Kirby and you have Freddy on your army. <laughs> I need this happening. <laughs> I want that little pink bastard floating around all over the place. <laughs> like fucking, he's fucking terrifying. Oh, when you really break him down, he's a horror show, man. I love I, it. I need. I, oh, I'll just hit him with a dread knight, uh, nemesis Damon hammer, and fucking rocket him off the board. <laughs> just <laughs> do like run him off wounds. the table. Do like thirty wounds and launch him thirty <laughs> inches back. <laughs> Home run. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like for the for the um, for. Like, the case of, like, wounding him, for, for all of that, you just consider him to be, like, strength one, toughness one. Right. At least base. Now, if he swallows a space marine, then he could become, you know, one of the things I could do would be like, oh, well, now Kirby's strength four. Uh, and then he's got, you know, he's got enough physical strength at that point to rip a guardsman in half if he wanted. Right, yeah. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> It's stuff like this where I, I like to have... This is where I thrive in this game, is these fucking absurdist fever dreams of what the game could be. <laughs> I just like trying to trying to logically break down different different pop culture, uh, you know, characters. Yeah, and, and thinking what, like, translates and what works and what, what would not work and what would be overpowered. It's fun yeah. to dissect things like that. And yeah, I would like, I would be interested to see. Like again, as we start to apparently gain traction in our podcast, I'd love to hear people send us emails and give us like rules attached to again some other universe that you're bringing into the 40k and how it would work. Yeah, let us that'd, know. That'd be fun. I like that idea. Like. If Again, you guys got ideas out there for characters or, if, uh, you know, play, playing like an environment. I want somebody to give me an idea for Sonic. I've, <laughs> I have not. I was thinking about Sonic and how he could like translate over, but I have fucking nothing. I got nothing I, on him. But So I didn't do Sonic, but I did do Super Mario. 
Okay, I, I want to hear Mario before Mario will be our last our coup de gras here. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, no. What, what about Leatherface? Oh shit, we've got a lot of Leatherface too. Let's let's we we've already done some uh, uh, all the other horror icons. Let's let's just finish out those with Leatherface real quick. All right, Le- Leatherface. So I had I had I think it was pretty similar to what you had, but I, I called it new skin. So every model he kills in close combat, you roll a d6. On a five plus, he recovers one wound. He's just taking that skin and adding it to his mask. I feel like that should also have an aura of lowering the leadership of enemies. Yeah, I, that would add, yeah, for sure. Dude, that'd be fucking horrifying. Yeah. Imagine this. Like, you're in a universe where you've got chain axes and chain swords and fucking armor and las guns and melta guns, and there's this dude wearing the skin of your fucking former sergeant as a mask, and he's just wielding a regular gas-powered chainsaw. <laughs> and a mallet. And a mallet. <laughs> Brain him in the head. <laughs> so that that little story that you just kind of brought up about him wearing the skin of, of your, your comrades, yeah. that actually that that happens in, in 40K. Like, that is in a... The Dark Eldar. There's oh, a I short say, I know story. Necron. Necrons have their flayed ones that fucking. They have flayed ones, but in in 40k, there's there's a short story in in the last Dark Eldar Codex in fifth edition, I believe it was. They talk about the Tyranid were attacking the Tau, I believe it was, and the Tau were like putting out distress calls. They they were in some deep shit. Well, um, Urian Rakarth, like like the head. Homunculus of the of the dark Eldar, uh, dark Eldar intercepts it, and he basically comes down, and he's like, "Me and me and my warriors would love to help you um, in exchange." You know, and they're, and they're like, "What are what are your you know demands? Like, please help us." But like, what do you want? And he's like, "Simply just a cultural exchange is, is all we you know we would just wish to learn more about you and your kin." And That's I think this could be sign. yeah this this would be mutually beneficial. So they're like, oh, "Okay, you know." Just, just help us. So Dark Eldar come down and they start like helping them turn the tide against the Tyranid. And they're like, you know, what, what, what can we do to, you know, what, what's your payment? He's like, I want. He basically requested like X amount of specimens of each cast of Tau. So you have like the Earth, Fire, Water, and Wind casts. But then he also wanted like five Ethereals. Which, if you know anything about the Tau, those are their their leadership cast, and they were like, "Fuck no, we're not giving you ethereals at all." Yeah, because they're they're and, a very like small sect, aren't they? Like if I remember correctly, ethereals aren't like yeah, but they, like they also it's they're like know, the billionaire class of America. There's yeah. very few a few of them, and, and, and they and, control all the other casts. Well, that's like they, they even I've I've read. Stuff and I, I don't I don't read a lot about like the Tau in their lore, but there is something I've read stuff where it's it's hinted that like the Ethereals may even have some form of like mind control over the other casts. They're they're very like secretive. So we call asking it money here in America. <laughs> so so asking asking for for Ethereals from the Tau is like not you happen. might as well not even do it because it's not going to happen. So they, they tell him no. Well, then he demands. He's like, well, then I want like 300 uh, regular towel or something like that. So like they end up like loading them up into like mantas, like giant towel ships. And they're like, 
okay, you guys are off to, to in, in this cultural exchange. Here you go. Go through the portal to Kimura. And, and I, we hope that you spread the greater good. Immediately, they're, they're never seen from again. <laughs> during this time, because it, it's, it's the... Uh, it's the homunculus covens that are fighting with the Tau. Their bread and butter is grotesques, which are like giant meat golems. And I know that I refer to the space Marines as like giant hulking meat behemoths and things like that. <laughs> but that's literally what, I mean, imagine the Hulk, but if he was like a lobotomized Frankenstein monster of just different body parts and skin, and they're given like bone growing chemicals and muscle growing chemicals and this is sounding a lot like a space marine still to me but <laughs> the the tau specifically mention how they notice that the grotesques go from being like pallid and really really gaunt in appearance and like skin tone to start having more of a bluish like more and more blue splotches here and there until towards the end like then they realize like, oh shit the people that we gave them they're they're sewing together and turning into <laughs> grotesques. Like by the end, they're all like Smurf grotesques, and it's like, oh shit, they're us. So that was my really long what segue into that. That exact scenario has been done in 40k, and it is fantastic. <laughs> the moment that the towel realize what has happened and, and the folly of their ways, and then it's like at that point they try to fight the um, the Dark Eldar, or the Dark Eldar are just like, nope. And uh, for for not giving Urien what he demanded, he ends up claiming the entire planet. And so by the time uh, other Tau sects come to support the planet, the entire place is barren. Jesus. <laughs> That's why I love the Dark Eldar. <laughs> uh, so oh, I, I have... A, so I many have a, bad things happened that you probably don't even know about that that story left out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, things. <laughs> How many orifices do you have? Don't answer it. It'll be more fun just finding out the hard way. <laughs> um, so I, I had a rule for Leatherface called Impromptu Rations. So every time Leatherface kills an enemy model, he can heal one wound to a um to uh to his unit, or maybe D three wounds to the unit that's hit uh, near him. However, the friendly unit that he heals that way needs to take a leadership test or actually not even a leadership test. It would be a, um, uh, a combat attrition, attrition test. Okay. <laughs> yes. Because you just got fed people and, and somebody's going to figure it out and be like, I'm out of here. <laughs> but there's always that one guy that's like, it's better than the grub they give us back at the mess camp. <laughs> Imagine the, okay. But this, okay. This ties back into last week's episode. Uh, what about when, you're a space marine player and you got leather face and he does the impromptu rations and then that whole entire unit just starts freaking the fuck out because they just ate a bunch of fucking people and they got all those memories and they just combat attrition test oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh that's never gonna not be funny to me man that that is one of those things that just soylent green would never work in uh the 40k universe with space marines would... no it wouldn't imagine a space marine eating a chicken McNugget. <laughs> and just that fucking horror show. The horror of horror has nothing on what happened to that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. All right.
so I think this is a good episode. I like this idea. Yeah. Ask40k at gmail.com. Send us your fucking ideas or what you'd like to, what, what universe you would mesh in and what rules you'd apply to them. I'd like to hear them. Yeah, I mean, so. it could be a model. It could be an environment. Like, oh, maybe, maybe in this battle we're fighting in the Matrix. What would that be like? I don't know. You tell us. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> was anything like the last movie? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. The, the, that movie was weird. That was, <laughs> they're literally talking about making that movie and how they didn't want to make that movie. Right? <laughs> it's so so meta, and they're just like, yeah, we fucking. I don't care. <laughs> They phoned that in so hard. So, oh. are you ready? Are you ready for my my final my Super Mario? I, I, yeah, I'm ready for the Super Mario. Let's let's hear our coup de gras here. Okay, so right off the bat, Mario can teleport. I call it warp pipe. It's Pork. bullshit. It's broken. I love it. Just perfect for Mario. That is Mario. So that leads me into his next ability, which I would see these two being chained. Quite often, Mario warp pipes onto a, a elevated platform of some kind, which gives him a perfect opportunity to use his main attack ability, elevated assault. This motherfucker is going to try to jump on your leader's head, <laughs> snap their neck. That is his main go to. So, I'm thinking elevated assault. This thing is going to do maybe like 2d6 mortal wounds because in Mario. At most, something only takes like two or three jumps on the head, and then it's fucking dead. So right, that's true. This is a devastating attack. You do not want him to jump on your on your unit's heads. And because it's Mario, he can target a HQ model that's in a squad. He is he is a Velociraptor on drugs. <laughs> oh. And then he is also a Psyker. He knows pyrokinesis because for some reason. He's able to shoot fireballs. Yep. All right. I'm I'm down with it. But the way that this would work is there are going to be uh, markers placed all over the board. I'm thinking a bunch of them, like maybe twenty, and those those count as question mark blocks. So those could give Mario. Um, it could give him a mushroom, which basically gives him however many wounds he has. He now regains like half of his wounds or something like that. It gives him maybe like... Like a D3 maybe, wound, wound, wound revival? Like something, the, or maybe D6 wounds. I mean, okay. he's got to have a lot. Yeah, um, all right. So uh, that would... A uh, mushroom is going to heal him. Flower, that's going to give him uh, his... while un, Until he takes um, a wound, he knows uh, a fireball, which... Um, I haven't really. I, I don't really know yet what that would be. I'm thinking some kind of like doom bolt or something like that. Yeah, probably. Maybe, maybe even like, a, even more similar to a smite, maybe something like yeah, that. Yeah, like like a like a supercharged smite. I mean, this thing has got to hit like a cannon as well. Yep. Uh, but the other thing that it could give him would be a star, and while he has that in play, he moves double the movement speed, and any models that he runs through during his movement, I remove from play. Jesus. <laughs> because, as we He's know... God tier. <laughs> yes. In Mario, when he has a star, he runs faster, and everything dies instantly upon touching him. The only exception would be maybe a tank. Maybe he, he does, uh, like, 
two D6 wounds to it as he as Mario just runs through the whole of your tank. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Yes. Um, and then his other crazy ability that he would have is called One Up, and this is this is my favorite. So basically, if you kill Mario. When it, the way that that works is you lay him down and then you consult how many lives he currently has left, if any. He starts with one life. However, for every 100 points of models that he kills, he gains a one up. If so, what would happen is if you kill Mario and he has an, at least one life remaining, then on the following turn, he stands right back up with four wounds. <laughs> and. One of the items that you could get out of a coin block or out of a question block might be a coin or it might be uh, like D6 coins because sometimes those those question mark blocks would just give you a couple yeah. coins. Each coin bunch. counts as 10 kills for the for the sake of Mario having um, oh, extra geez. lives. Oh, man. You, you have made Mario a god in the game. <laughs> Kirby, Kirby and Mario were my favorites. I started doing Dig Dug. But then Dig Dug grossed me out when I started thinking about the fact that he inflates things. <laughs> and that just led me down a weird mental rabbit hole. And I was like, nope. nope not we're going done. down there. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. Because then it got into inflation and weird stuff. And if you type in, like, Dig Dug inflation, you, oh, get, God. you get weird stuff. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't even so, like talking about it. So since we're on the subject of Mario... We're coming to the close of the episode. I do have a question for you, Drew. Did you know that, you know, Mario, he's he's Japanese, right? But did you know what his first name is? Super? <laughs> no, it, it's not Super. It's it's Sumi. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>